fourth and one on the Raiders 39. Lance in the shotgun, inside handoff. He came up short. He didn't get it. Right into the belly of the beast of the silver and black. Great stop there for the Raiders here on this play. And the Raiders are going to come off the field. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. JT the Brick right there with the fourth down stop. Silver and black defense. Look good. 49ers stopped the Raiders one time on fourth and one. A play where I thought Aiden O'Connell should have just quarterback snuck it. There was nobody covering the center. It was wide open. I thought he should have just leaned forward and picked up the first down. But that was not what was going on, and the Raiders got stuffed. Well, the Raiders later on the game returned the favor. You heard it right there. Fourth down stop for the Raiders defense. Did a really good job on the day. I was very impressed by what I saw from both sides of the ball. The offense, defense, everyone looked like they knew exactly what they were doing. Looked like everyone was in second year of Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham's scheme, which is not the case. There's a lot of new players on this team, but you can see that they all look like that they're really comfortable. You'll hear from Captain Kirk Morrison uh, a little bit, probably, I don't know, about 10 minutes from now. Myself and Donald Penn had a chance to catch up with him on the pregame show, so you hear that conversation, but I definitely want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text sign. 69187, keyword R&R. 805 Raiders said, very happy to see the accuracy and poise in the pocket by Aiden O'Connell. Gives me a lot more confidence in our backup quarterbacks. Uh, this one's from the 415. Raider James says, hey, Q, good to hear you're from the town. I'm also from Oakland. A takeaway from yesterday, one team looked well-coached and prepared. The other team looked like a college team. How about giving some credit to the coaches for having these young guys coached up and ready? The haters had a bad day. Go Raiders. And, yeah, I heard a lot of 49er fans saying, oh, well, the Raiders are trying to win the game. The 49ers aren't really doing that. The Raiders have a lot of their starters in. The 49ers don't. When that could really – not be the same the, the case. Like, everybody wants to win every game, right? There's never a time when, when players go out there and they don't want to win. If it's a preseason game, if it's not a preseason game, it doesn't matter. Nobody ever wants to lose. Kyle Shanahan don't want to lose, right? He, he's not that guy. Uh, so it was just so funny how so many 49er fans, and even, you know, hearing, hearing their broadcast, you know, they didn't want – they didn't. They were kind of downplaying what the Raiders were doing on Sunday, and I thought that was that was pretty funny. But whatever you do, whatever the case may be, however you, you sleep better at night, it was clear that the Raiders were, were out there. They knew what they were going to do. They felt like that they had a really good plan of execution. Oh, by the way, Thursday and Friday in joint practices, they did the same thing. They played. They played at that level as well, except for they weren't as dominating. But they were pretty dominating on Friday when they came up with six interceptions off, you know, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy. I mean, they intercepted everybody. And, well, they were able to come up with an interception on Sunday as well. Sam Webb came up with an interception. The Raiders should have had at least two more that they weren't able to bring in. But uh, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate it. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our guy, Mitch from New Jersey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Mitch? What's happening, Q? I, chill I Mitch, even have another show, Lane Eater on ESPN Radio, boy. Keep it up. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on it, brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you work enough. Um, come on, Ray. I like uh, Garbers and especially uh, 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 Aiden O'Donnell. I love it. But doesn't that uh, kind of trailer kind of remind you of uh, Jamarcus Russell? Here, be careful. He's going to be a bust. I, I don't think they get three number one picks for him, Trey Lance. Oh, no. Anyway. No way. <laughs> no way. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate you. Yeah, no, Trey Lance, when they, when they move on from him, if they do eventually move on from him, and I do believe that they will, they're never going to get anything close to the return on investment for him. There's just no way. 
And I'll tell you, and Donald said this to me in the postgame, if I'm a Niner fan, I'm concerned because the Niners gave up a lot of capital for Trey Lance, and he did not look good. He also looked like a guy that did not have a lot of reps ever, right? He's only played in, what, four NFL games now? I mean, that's not very many for as long as he's been in the league. So he doesn't have a lot of experience, but it really showed early on, right? I think he got a little bit more subtle as the game went along, but he still didn't look great. And a guy that has all the athleticism in the world just doesn't look, he doesn't look that, that good out there. He made a couple plays and a, a couple where he escaped the pocket and, and dumped the ball off and made, made a couple plays. But even then I thought, man, that's a dangerous play right there. That's nine times out of ten going to get intercepted. So he didn't look too hot. I know there was Raider Nation that called in last week was like, man, I think the Raiders need to make a move for Trey Lance. I'd go ahead and keep those draft, those draft picks in your pocket. I wouldn't even think about that. I don't know what they're going to end up getting for him when they eventually move on from him, but it ain't going to be much compared to what they gave up to go get him. So, Mitch, thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. Uh, we definitely got more text to get to as well. Get to a couple more real quick. 69187, keyword R&R. Trey in Kansas City, this is why we can't get too hyped. Raider Nation goes crazy over a preseason game where no starters played. Relax. That's Trey and KC. Mailman Raider said, Q, it may be overreaction Monday, but I'm in on four. He was composed the whole game. My only complaint on him is his mustache, man. That thing's got to go. Laughing my ass off. But we got two more games. He needs to pick up where he left off versus the Rams this week. That's Mailman Raider. And I just want to see him continue to grow. That's, that's all I want to see. Again, I don't think anyone had real high expectations from Aiden O'Connell, especially when they drafted him. I know I didn't. You know, someone else could say that they did. Oh, I knew he was going to be great. Fine, I didn't. I, I feel like that he was going to be a, a, a good backup at best. But one game in the books looks pretty stinking good. You know, I'm, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because I do know what kind of game it was. I know it was a preseason game, and I know Fred Werner wasn't out there, you know, making plays for the 49ers defense, and they didn't have all those uh, guys trying to breathe down their neck. No, Javon Hargrave was trying to get after him. I get that. But, I mean, again, you play who's out there, and I thought he did a really good job and did not look like the moment was too big for him. And that, to me, is really the biggest thing. If you can go out there and look the part, then, then all of a sudden you get comfortable. Once you get comfortable, it really don't matter who's across from you. Once you get comfortable, you're good. It's the, the thing is trying to get comfortable. And I had a guy hit me up and say, I think uh, our rookie quarterback looked look better than any rookie quarterback that, that played all weekend. And for the most part, you're pretty, pretty accurate. That's a pretty accurate statement. I think Aiden O'Connell did look as good, if not better, than any rookie quarterback that played. I mean, check this out. Bryce Young, number one overall pick. Four for six, 21 yards. Got hit three or four times. Carolina's got a problem with that offensive line. They're going to get that young man killed, and we all know he's, he's slight in, in stature, not really height, but his weight. You don't want to get that guy drilled too many times, but he was getting hit a lot. He was four for six for 21 yards, didn't play a whole lot. C.J. Stroud, two for four, 13 yards and a pick. He looked like he was, you know, just, again, looked like a rookie, trying to feel himself out, trying to figure out what, you know, what was right, what was straight, what was, you know what I mean? Like, he just didn't look like he was very comfortable out there. Anthony Richardson, seven for 12, 67 yards a pick. He looked okay. You know, he's a guy that I do believe with his inexperience is going to go to what he knows quite a bit, which is run. When, when it's not there, he's going to run. And it sounds like Anthony Richardson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts when the season starts. And that could be a good thing, so he gets experience, or that could be a bad thing, right? That could be a bad thing because he can go out there and not perform at a very high level, and all of a sudden his confidence is shattered, or, or they set him up for failure, and then all of a sudden he looks 
like a bad quarterback, and he never has a chance to succeed. So they got to be very careful with that situation in Indianapolis. He hasn't had much experience, so he needs to play, but they also got to put him in position to be successful. Will Levitz, 9 for 14, 85 yards and a pick. Jake Hayner, 10 for 17, 105 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Stetson Bennett, he was actually pretty good, 17 for 29, 191 yards and a touchdown. Clayton Toon, young man out of Houston, 135 yards, a touchdown, interception, 13 for 23. DTR, DTR's probably looked the best so far all preseason. The young man out of UCLA and Bishop Gorman, 9 out of 10, 102 yards, a touchdown, 142.5 passer rating. That's his second game. Right, because they played in the Hall of Fame game, so he he and he looked pretty good in the Hall of Fame game as well. So DTR is doing some good things there in Cleveland. Sean Clifford, 208 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Jaron Hall, six for 14, 37 yards. Tanner McKee, 10 for 20, 148 yards. Max Duggan, two for three, 19 yards. And then you got Aiden O'Connell, 15 for 18, 141 yards and a touchdown, 117.8 passer rating, and two out of those three incompletions were drops. So not too bad for the young Aiden O'Connell. But keep your feedback coming. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. The don't be broke text line is 69187. Keyword R&R. As I mentioned, we have Coach Mike Martz coming up at 3.30. Uh, engineer of the greatest show on turf. He's from the 33rdteam.com. Talking about all Raider expectations for this upcoming season. But right now, I did want to get to an interview that myself and Donald Penn did on the pregame show with Kirk Morrison. It was a great opportunity for us to catch up with him. It was alumni weekend, so there were so many Raider alumni in the building. And, well, Captain Kirk is one of my favorites anyway. So here's that conversation. Big Kirk, what's up, baby? What's up, man? I'm here. I got here. <laughs> my God. Not a battle the traffic on Las Vegas Boulevard, but I'm here. It happens. It happens. But what's Captain up? Kirk is here. How you feeling, man? Football's back. You know what? You wake up on a Sunday like this and you realize we're going to have football all the way until President's Day weekend. Right. We're talking about mid-February. <laughs> Every weekend we'll have football, man. I'm so excited. Uh, this is the kickoff to it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If it's preseason, regular season, I think all of us are excited that football is back. How excited are you for a, just alumni weekend? You got your brother here in DP. <laughs> my man, yeah, yes, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> and all the rest of, of, of the, the alumni are in the building as well. You know, Q, I've always said this, man. It, it, it's different for yeah. me because I grew up seeing a lot of the guys who we're here with this weekend, reunion weekend, guys who I cheered for, guys who I idolized, and now to say they're – you know, my comrade, yeah. you know, now to say that they're part of the family, the Raider tradition. It's, uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm always here every single year. It's an event I will never miss, and they get to hang out with guys like Donald Penn as well. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time last night. Yeah, we, we did. Had a good we did. Time. Kurt, what you looking for most today? You know the what? Raiders, what you, looking more, what, you, what you looking for today? I just want to see them go out and compete, man. I mean, let's just be real. You, you want to see a team go out and compete um, and, and show – know what they've learned from a year ago mm -hmm. right i think when you look at this raiders team obviously they didn't have the record or the season that you wanted last year but today we want to see improvement right <laughs> I mean, right you want to see things today yeah you want to see things going in the right direction right and trust me you go out there you see a couple of nice little drives you see the defense flying around tackling making plays to me that's improvement that's where you want this thing to be going in the right direction so i'm excited to see that obviously i'm excited to see a lot of the new faces right you know here as well and you know, again, this is this is the Raider Nation 2023, right? Yep. These are the 2023 Raiders, and how much of the gap have they closed with the division champion, AFC champion, right. Super Bowl champion, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs? That's always going to be the big question, and what a test that they have today against the team 
that was in the NFC Championship right. on the other side. Right. San Francisco 49ers, who, when you look at their roster, not much has changed outside of their defensive coordinator. Um, but for the most part, this is still the same football team. Can you talk about a good test for the Raiders coming out of the block, even if it's just a preseason game? There's no doubt. You know, when you played, Kirk, you hunted the ball. You went <laughs> looking for the ball, and you went and got the ball. And right, right. Try to take it to the house every time you got your hands on I it. Try. What I've seen in practice is the Raiders are now hunting the ball. How important is it that they get in the habit of creating those turnovers now so it can it can come into the season as well? How much more confident, Q, were you in your sophomore year compared to your freshman year? Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that freshman year, you're walking around and you want to know where your locker is. Yeah, you yeah. really know how to tie your shoes. Right. It was like that second year, that sophomore year. I started year. talking to girls my sophomore yeah, yeah. year. <laughs> your sophomore year, you got a little more confidence. Yeah. You got a little more swagger. And I, I equate that to the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. Yeah. Year two of his defense. Mm -hmm. Guys know where to be at now. They know the positions. They know what he's going to call. And it, it's a calming for a player on the field when you know it's second and long, where it's third, and, and you don't even have to look at the sideline. You right. know the call that's coming in, and it's all about going out and executing. So that's what I see on this defense a lot, flying around and making plays because guys know where the other is supposed to be at. It's always fun when you know where your brother can pick you up or he can help you out in certain situations. I think that was a learning process last year. This year, totally different. I think the defense is going to be going to make our breakers this year. I think the offense with Jimmy being able to win games in the past. Correct. Coming into a good um, offense with these receivers, we got to see what the tight end is going to do. But how important do you think? Because I think the defense is going to be the, 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 the make or break of this team. I've always kind of put it into a microcosm of I don't look at the entire league. I look at the division first. Yeah. And this defense is going to have to go up against Patrick Mahomes twice. They're going to have to go up against Justin Herbert. And the Chargers twice. Yeah. Um, they're going to go against the Denver Broncos and their revamped offense with Russell Wilson, obviously Sean Payton, that head coach. I look at this defense is going to have to make some plays. They're going to have to step up. You're going to lean on the defense a lot more than I think you did last year because you had an experienced Derek Carr. You had Devontae coming over. You had Josh Jacobs. But let's be honest right now, the offense looks a little bit different. Jimmy's still getting accustomed to it if things are going. But we had a little, you know, injury update, and hopefully he'll be okay and be fine for week one. And Devontae Adams, but, you know, we know the situation, what's going on with Josh Jacobs. So right now, if you think about the Raiders, tell me this. Who's ahead right now? When you think about, you've been in how many camps? We played in how many camps, training camps? There are times that we've, yeah, there's times that we've been there, and you realize that the defense is just ahead of the offense. And you hope that the defense can hold on just enough to that offense can finally catch up. And that's where I mm -hmm. think the Raiders are right now. You, they're going to have to rely on that defense early on as the offense gets caught up right. and get everybody up to speed. Well, you know, it's Vegas. I get it. I know it's preseason, <laughs> right, but right, right. it's still the 49ers coming into the house. So it's the battle of the base still. Yeah. Battle of the, what did that mean <laughs> to you when you were playing and you were putting that helmet on? Man, that was that was like a rivalry week. Man. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was one in which I know I was excited to play. Um, it was always big than just a football game. Mm -hmm. It truly was the battle of the day, but I've always said it was the battle of lifestyles. Yeah. It's about, do you want to be wine, cheese, and crackers? Or do you want to be <laughs> I love it. about the renegades, baby? It's about the Raider lifestyle. Yeah. So I've always said it, that's what it was the battle of, the people who like the wine and cheese and crackers versus the lifestyle of being a Raider, Raider fan. I told him when I played for Tampa, I didn't like the 49ers just from growing up uh, a Raider fan. So every time I, I played them when I was at Tampa, I was trying to uh, uh, get the best out of them. Yeah. But I think we got the guys coming on the field. It's starting to get a little excitement now. It's starting to get, get going. Football is less than 
45 minutes away. I think you guys are getting a little bit of a, a little a, a old feel to like get that little buzz going through you. I got football. two plays for you. <laughs> you got two, and how many you got? I got you one red zone play, and it better be a pass. And this dude, you talking about nobody. Kirk coming downhill? <laughs> I remember I played Kirk. Kirk used to get mad at me because I cut him. He did. I, he, Kirk, he, you he were too me. big coming yeah. full speed. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. not about to have you put me on my back. <laughs> I remember one what? time I cut him, he got him. He's like, he gave me the saddest face like, my dog. Like, you like cut you, me. you cut me? You cut, like, like, I remember that. He cut me. But you know what, you know what the funniest thing was? He was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You was coming too fast. Coming too fast. And then you know what? We had a hug, and then we went back and played football. Man, right. that, that's the way the game is, is, is being played. But the reason why I'm excited more, more so than anything is because I think that for Donald, you understand how much preseason was for a guy who was undrafted in this league and played the many years that you did. And for me, as a third-round pick, preseason games meant a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. like, this is the first time that you get to go out there and prove that you're an NFL player. So right. there's a lot of young guys that are going to go out there and, look, we saw them in college a mm-hmm. year ago. <laughs> now we're watching them in the NFL, and they're all trying to make their name, especially find a way to get on that field for the Raiders. You know, we, uh, we, we know Josh Jacobs isn't going to be here. I'm assuming that that situation is going to work itself out. But for Zamir White, who's got all the reps in training camp, he's, he's going to get some burn, obviously, here tonight. How big is this for him? Well, we know he got that dog in him. Right. That Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, but, you know, it's a big opportunity for him to show that he, he's going to be part of the equation when it comes to the running back position. I don't think that there's always in this league not going to be a, a, the, we say, the, the, the every down back. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey is one of the few far between. Right. Josh Jacobs has put himself in that conversation. But to be honest right now, it's going to be running back by committee. And, and that's what Josh McDaniels has shown throughout his career as a play caller. So when Josh Jacobs comes back, yes, yes. we will help open arms, give him a big hug. But today it's about the young guys right. showing that they do belong in that conversation for some carries this year. You know, and we ended up seeing a lot of Zamir White. You know what, nine carries I believe he had, maybe 13 carries. I can't remember the exact number. I'll have to look at my uh, my my little roster right here. But, uh, yeah, he had a nice handful of carries on the day, and I thought he did a good job, right? Is he Josh Jacobs? No. No one's trying to say he's Josh Jacobs. No one's trying to put him out there as Josh Jacobs or a guy that could easily replace Josh Jacobs. But I think he could do a hell of a job with Josh Jacobs. I think that's the biggest key is if you imagine what Josh brings to the table, and then you imagine what Zamir White's able to bring to the table. That's a pretty good one-two punch, right? That's, that's, what, that's what gets me pretty fired up. Ari, just let me know. 13 carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. So thank you, Ari, for that. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, that's the thing. It's not going to look like what Josh does because Josh is special. I think we all know that. I, I think a lot of us knew Josh was special when he was drafted by the Silver and Black in the first round when everyone said, No! What are you doing? You don't draft a running back in the first round. You do with that guy. He's special. And I think he came in a moment that was really good because he didn't have all that wear and tear on his body from being the lead back at Bama because he wasn't the lead back at Bama. But all he's done is work his tail off, work his tail off, work his tail off, and obviously have a career year last season. And as far as I'm concerned, he'll be with the Raiders sooner rather than later. And that nice one-two punch between Josh Jacobs and Zamir White, you sprinkle Amir Abdullah in there to catch some balls out of the backfield, I think you'll be A-OK. I think you'll be all right, right? That's a nice that's a nice little combo that you have there. Sincere McCormick is a guy that I like. I liked him coming out of UTSA, liked when the Raiders drafted him as a, or signed him as an undrafted free agent. He tore his ACL, so he wasn't able to go. They put him on IR. He's got an opportunity. He showed yesterday he can catch the ball, and he can also run the ball and get it into the end zone. He, he showed that ability. 
I don't know if he's a guy that's going to get burned this year, but I can see that being a guy that they put on the practice squad and say, yeah, you know what, we'll hold on to him. We like what he brings to the table. We'll hold on to him. He's all right, right? They'll, they'll continue to do that. So that, that could potentially make this offense a really potent offense, at least that, that running back position be really good. You already know about the weapons they have at wide receiver. Jimmy G, you, you feel pretty good, as long as he's out there, that he's going to do some good things. He's got to be out there. And now I feel pretty good about the backup position based off what I saw on Sunday. I know what Brian Hoyer brings to the table, and what I said last week was if it's going to be a, a game or two, sure, go ahead and throw Brian Hoyer out there. If it's going to be a long stretch, throw Aiden O'Connell out there so we can see what he has. Well, after yesterday, I'm cool if you just put him out there. Put him out there. I'm not saying he's going to go and win every game. He's not going to pull the next Brock Purdy. You know, I'm not saying that. But maybe he will. <laughs> right? Maybe he'll go in there and be very comfortable and very poised and, 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 and fit the mold. As a matter of fact, I wanted, to, I wanted to get to some Aiden O'Connell sound. Do we have a time already to get to Aiden O'Connell before we get to Coach Mike Mars? All right, let's we do, do that. Let's do it. All right, let's do that. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, uh, Chris Chapman, they all did a really good job of covering the locker room yesterday. I wasn't able to do that. Normally I do that. But since I was on the postgame show with DP, I didn't have an opportunity. But here was, uh, here was Aiden O'Connell following the game. First NFL touchdown pass. What did you see on that play, and how how'd that feel? Yeah, it was you know uh, split safety, and we had a play call for split safety. And, uh, Keelan did a good job running the route. Trey was outside and did a good job um, running his running his route hard, and um, you know it was, it was pretty wide open, so just try to make a good pass. You finished the day 15 of 18, but two of the passes were drop passes. Did you picture yourself having the kind of day that you had? You know, like like I said, you just kind of hope, hope to go out there and do your best and see what happens. You know, I'm not worried about the stats. You know, there's more things than, than just the stats and especially, um, you know, responsibility in the run game and stuff like that that I need to improve on. So um, I know I have a lot of work to go still. It just seemed like you remained pretty calm when you were pressured out there. What goes into keeping that and not panicking when you have some heat coming in? I think it's our offensive line. Uh, I think they did a great job. You know, they all week in practice, too, did a great job while I was in there and uh, while our other cues were in there, and you know they're just working really hard. The coaches are hard on the offensive line, and they don't get a lot of the glory sometimes. And so, you know, they, they're the reason we can, you know, even run a play or run play or pass play. We can even start a play, and so um, the offensive line did a great job. We always hear how hard it is to pick up this offense. What it looks like you've done it somewhat quickly. Like, what, what's enabled your success so far, and how far is there still to go? Um, I, you know, there's still a long way to go. Um, you know, it's it's a preseason game, so it's somewhat abbreviated and. Um, it was a good first time, but there's there's still a long way to go. So, Vanessa, you're pretty loud in the huddle. Is that just trying to be clear with your communication? You know, I'm trying to find the balance of being, being loud but also showing the guys that I'm calm and relaxed and um, definitely still trying to find that balance of, you know, being intense. And, you know, it was, it was loud today. We, our, our crowd showed out and um, did a great job. So, yeah, sometimes i got to get out there and get a little louder. What got the jitters out, getting hit or the first completion? That's a good question. Um... You know, I think, honestly, I, I went out there pretty excited. Um, you know, the first time we went out there in warm-ups and just running out in the NFL jersey, I think, is really when a lot of the jitters went away, just to be out there and hear the crowd, you know, yell and everything like that. And so, obviously, you get into the flow of the game with the completions and getting hits a couple times. Um, those those help, but, um, you, know, I, you know, I was pr pretty confident today and, um, you know, just trying to do my job. I touched down the key one. What did you see there? Yeah, like like I said, we had a you know good call versus defense. Um, 
they played a certain defense that uh, made it a really good call, and our guys did a good job blocking. Uh, guy outside, Trey ran off really well, and um, the guy inside, Keelan, did a great job running his route to perfection. I've seen guys like not give up that ball after their uh, first touchdown. I've seen that you kind of casually toss it away pretty quick. Are you going to get that? Any plans for it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I think I might be fine if I do that. So I'm, okay. yeah, I'm like, just make sure I'm, I'm dressed appropriately and give all the balls back. I'm not trying to catch a fine. Talked earlier this week about one of the biggest differences in all the balls is the speed of the game. And did it feel like it, it slowed down for you just fine today, processing everything? You know, I still, like I said, there's stuff I need to work on and stuff that you know I didn't pick up on that I missed. But um, you know, the coaches do a great job in practice to try to prepare us like it's a game and they try to push the pace and the tempo. And obviously. Um, the game reps are, are different and the priceless, but um, I think I think it's you know kudos to the coaches for doing such a good job of trying to prepare. Did it seem to have slowed down like when you were at Purdue a little bit? There was I noticed some checks and changes, especially after the first drive. It just seemed like you were calm and felt comfortable. You know, I think it's um, I, I just, I'm just trying to do my job as best I can. I think there's you know there's more responsibility I have at the line of scrimmage here than I did at Purdue, and so um, it's really. There's no space for complacency or, um, you know, not not being locked in. You have to be locked in. So I'm just trying to be locked in. Aiden O'Connell was as locked in as he could have been on Sunday. 15 for 18, 141 yards, a touchdown, 117.8 passer rating. Did a really good job. The moment never looked too big for him. Mailman Raider said on the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Q, we didn't see any Britton Brown. Do you think he's on his way out because of Sincere? Thought we see him a little bit. And no, Mailman, uh, he's actually injured. He's banged up a little bit, and that's why the Raiders have signed multiple running backs to that position to kind of fill out that room throughout uh, training camp. Not a big-time injury to, to Britton, but he's a little bit banged up, so that's why we haven't seen him at training camp, the joint practices, and also why we didn't see him on Sunday. But thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. 325 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Coach Mike Martz from the 33rdteam.com, also known as the engineer of the greatest show on turf. He'll talk to us about all things Raiders football in 2023. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We've been talking about the Raiders and their performance in preseason game number one against the 49ers, 34-7. They come away with the victory and no wins and losses don't matter in the preseason, but the way that they get those wins and losses does matter, and I thought the Raiders did a really good job with the way they executed on Sunday. A guy that knows a lot about execution and executing at a very high level is former coach Mike Martz, engineer of the greatest show on turf, 33rdteam.com, joins us now on the phone lines. And coach, thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate you. And I was checking out your your breakdown of the Raiders in the 33rdteam.com, talking about the 2023 season, the preview for the Raiders. And you're pretty high on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Coach McDaniels really working out well together and getting the most out of Jimmy. What do you see in that dynamic between the two guys? Well, I think that uh, the relationship there, by the way, thanks for having me. I think the relationship between the play caller, who happens to be the head coach and coordinator, uh, and, and the quarterback, that's, that dynamic is, is the most important uh, in the football team. In terms of uh, Jimmy or the quarterback uh, being comfortable and understanding and you know, the reason for the play call, you know, the expectations, what it's trying to do. And, you know, he has a different approach. Because he's comfortable with it, he's been in it. Uh, I think it's huge, and I think it's uh, he could have his best year if he stays healthy. 
You know, you mentioned in the piece that you wrote about the buy-in, the buy-in for Jimmy G. He'll buy into what Coach McDaniels is, is, is asking him to do. How important that there is no question, there is no, you know, just wondering what, what's going on. Instead, like you mentioned, there's immediate buy-in from Jimmy G. Well, he's just a little bit of a different guy, and, and I don't know that in San Francisco um, it, things are really matched. And I think that match – uh, is really really important, and I think uh, with Josh and, and Jimmy G, that whole the ability to have history there and then believing in each other, and you know he he has a different relationship. I'm talking about the head coach now uh, with Jimmy, where you know he gives him a little bit more latitude, if you will, and uh, I think I think quarterbacks really appreciate that, and it's just an indication of trust. Again, we're talking with Coach Mike Martz here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, talking all things Raiders and their 2023 outlook. And Jimmy G, one thing I know that he does really well is throw the ball into the end zone, you know, in the red zone. And, and obviously you got to really protect the ball in the red zone. What is it about quarterbacks that are really good in the red zone? Well, the thing that's interesting for quarterbacks, it's the first thing to look at when you look at quarterbacks coming out of college and for aging quarterbacks because the – the speed of the game uh, just really accelerates once you cross the 20-yard line. You know, the tempo of like, having to get the ball out fast, having to see things quicker and react quicker, and some guys can't do that as well or adjust to as well. Now, he does, which is an indication to me that he's down deep inside. He has that it factor. He's got what it takes, you know, in, in terms of a decision-maker and getting the ball out quick. The one thing I will say that nobody's really talked about this surgery they had on his shoulder here, what, uh, two years ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. or last year when he went into camp, nobody said much of it. You know, before he talked about, people talked about his arm strength, and, and he just kind of said an off-the-cuff remark, and I never forgot it. The surgery has brought his shoulder back, and he's got his strength back in his arm, and and I just have always felt like he didn't have everything on it when I watched him play over the years, and I just it was kind of, Shocking to me, and nobody really picked up on it. But I think it's it's a really, really big deal if his shoulders bother him all these years, and then he's gotten it fixed, and then he had this other injury. But I think a healthy Jimmy G right now uh, could be extremely effective. That's a really good nugget right there. I didn't pick up on that one as well, and that's why we have you on the show, Coach. Coach Mike Martz is with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, dropping gems like that. And so I'm looking at the weapons he has. Last year I thought this team had a lot of weapons. Offensively they could be dangerous. I feel like, Coach, this year they even have more with the addition of Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer in the, in the, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I feel like in the red zone he's going to thrive. Josh Jacobs, as soon as he gets back, whenever that happens, I feel like this offense could be even better than the one we thought that the Raiders had. Last year, well, I don't think there's any question about it. I don't think there's a weakness now. I don't think that they're wanting for anything at this point, personnel-wise. Just keep them healthy, right? So, yeah. the biggest issue is is uh, having everybody on the same page. And the buy-in is such a big deal. What we had the Rams was everybody was completely uh, convicted about what we were doing. They couldn't wait to get to practice every day, and that's a it's kind of a unique quality and. You know, these guys, I think, are all kind of Josh McDaniels now, and I think that's very, very important. And this quarterback becomes an extension of him, which, you know, when you think about it, it, it's extremely important in terms of the connection with those players. We talk about Jimmy G a lot, but another quarterback on the roster is Brian Hoyer. Obviously, he's very familiar with Josh McDaniels. And not even – 
the field, the play on the field, coach. I'm wondering how important and how critical is that is that know-how and that knowledge of the system for Brian Hoyer to even help the young man Aiden O'Connell, who we saw a lot of yesterday. Well, I mean, it's very it's very important. I think without they don't have to teach him anything. Mm-hmm. What young quarterbacks, if they're smart, when they sit in the meetings, they observe and they listen and they watch. They watch how, how they take notes, what they take notes about, how they watch film. You know, the things, the questions asked about, you know, a particular play when it goes in. You know, what are my responsibilities versus blitz? You know, who, in this protection, was a three-step, five-step, What is, you know, all the things that you have to know, and then you have to assimilate that without thinking about it uh, over a period of time and then play. And I think young guys coming in, uh, they, they don't have that in college. They have buzzwords and, and hand signals out there, and they just, you know, the coverages are, are fairly benign, but it's so different, and the speed of the game is so different. So I think just how to study and learn what he's doing as a, as a rookie is extremely important how you come into the, the NFL. I'm not sure if you got a chance to see any of the game yesterday, but he looked pretty good. I was surprised that as a rookie getting his very first NFL start preseason or not, he was out there and he looked pretty poised and relaxed and like the moment wasn't too big for him. How big is that just for the teammates around him to see that that quarterback wasn't rattled? Well, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything for not just for him, but the rest of the players because it's, it's kind of built into a crescendo, if you will. You know, I mean, it's the more success he has, the more excited he gets the players that feedback comes back and it's demonstrative you know and then all of a sudden that confidence between those players and the quarterback continues to build and that's how it starts you know that's that's where it starts and what makes a career and if you if that doesn't happen if the trust between the rest of those guys and that quarterback if they're not sure about him then it's just not going to happen Coach Mike Martz is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. In your piece, you talked about the defense, and the defense has been a struggle for the Raiders for a very long time. They played well yesterday. They've looked pretty good in training camp. How big is the addition of Marcus Peters for that secondary in particular? It's huge. I mean, they went, they brought in, I think they had, what, they signed four uh, free agents, a couple corners and safeties and uh, linebacker. I, I just think that the overhaul back there was – long overdue, mm-hmm. and I, I think the personnel issue there was real obvious, and I'm not knocking the guys that are there. They just couldn't get it done. But And right. then they got some young guys back there, too. So that that was the Achilles heel of the team. It yeah, just was. And they know, look- no matter what you do on offense, you know, it, it just was. Right, and they're starting to get their hands on the ball, right? And Marcus Peters is a guy that has a career, he's made a career of getting his hands on the ball and even taking it back to the house when he does that. And it seems like it's really starting to trickle down to the young guys, including Ja'Korian Bennett, the young man out of Maryland, the fourth-round pick. How good could he be, especially with that speed he has? Well, he has all the tools to watch him come out of college. He really does. And he's having a a role model like that. It's kind of like what Aeneas Williams did for us when we picked him up in 01 and, and you know, after a, a 10 win season, he took us to the Super Bowl. and his leadership on, on defense was everything. Cause we were the worst defense in the league the year before we went to the number two defense in the league in a heartbeat. And a lot of that had to do with his leadership and his energy. Speaking of leadership and energy, how about Max Crosby? <laughs> He's got Chandler Jones across from him. They drafted Tyree Wilson, but how fun is Max to watch? <laughs> oh, it's, you know those guys are so rare when they come along because the high energy, the enthusiasm—they're so much fun to be around to begin with, and then just to stand on the field and watch them do their thing is is a 
Yeah, I mean, that's why you coach. It's a real thrill. And how – I mean, how much better – how much more can he provide? He keeps saying he wants to be number one in the league. How much better can this young man get? Well, he can be as good as he wants. You know, and the, the whole idea there is is you want somebody like that that's played for a while now. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league a few years, and so and he's not done. He has a goal for himself that extends beyond everybody else. I think that's really, really important. You know, talking to guys – some of the great players have been around over the years. A guy like Marshall, for he never saw himself as wanting to be, you know, the best in the league. He wanted to be the best ever, that kind of a thing. And when you chase that carrot, you can do anything. I like it. I do. Coach Mike Martz is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Refs. Just got a couple more questions for you. Your biggest uh, off-field storylines is Josh Jacobs, and we know what he's going through. You know, he's trying to get the contract extension. He can't sign a long-term deal. He can only sign the franchise tag. Maybe a little bit of money on top of that. Um, what do you think? How do, do you think Josh Jacobs will get back to, to camp before uh, week one? Probably not. Uh, I think he'll roll in at the last second. Um, you know, the agent really kind of controls all that. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing doesn't really matter. It's just what it is. And I think as a coach, you stay out of it completely. When he's, you don't have him, you don't have him. When he's there, he's there. And you go accordingly. So uh, a lot is made off the field about it. But when they're in, when they walk into the locker room and they get out on the field, you know, everybody is it's just back to business. So, you know, hopefully this thing – that he'll be a long-time Raider. I, I just don't know what their intentions are towards him. Um, a lot, I, I guess guys just don't want to pay running backs today. But, you know, when you get one like him, when you get one of the two or three best in the league that are going to perennial uh, powerhouse kind of guys and, and productive like he's been and can be for a long time, personally, I think you lock him up, you know, and this means too much to the football team. But, you know, the running backs are kind of a dime a dozen in the eyes of a lot of the league teams because there's so many of them that are kind of about the same. But like I said, when you get the two or three, they separate themselves. They're worth every penny of it. You know, we saw Zeke Elliott today agree with a deal with the Patriots for like $3 million. And we know how much Zeke was getting paid at one point. How does, the, how does that change for running backs where they get the money that we all feel like they deserve, especially guys like Josh Jacobs, who is the upper echelon of the running back position? It's not just so much running back; it's, it's uh, everything. You know, when you when you have a career that's going really well and you get paid, you, you can you need to continue to step it up. You can't be the same, even. You know, not they're not paying you for what you were; they're paying you for what they think you can become. And just status quo isn't isn't good enough. You got to step it up, buddy. You know, and or and you can't decrease, which so many guys have done, and. Running backs can do that sometimes because they get banged up a little bit. The offensive alignment change, and there's some things beyond their control, but still the great ones, they find a way to make it happen. Right, and I'm I'm anticipating Josh Jacobs getting back. I'm hoping it's sooner rather than later because he is a great one and really a big identity piece for this Raiders offense. Final question for you, Coach. I wanted to ask you about Coach McDaniels. It's his second year with the Raiders. He looks like to me that he's more relaxed, more comfortable. Not that he's taking it easy, but it just seems like he feels a lot better about what he's doing in year two with the Raiders as opposed to last year when he was just getting to know the team. What are your thoughts on, on a coach in the second year? I think the biggest issue is every you know it's it's kind of a culture that he's trying to create there, whatever it is you know, and it, it's hard to do in just one season. Um, the buy-in is huge from all the coaches, everybody in the front office, and you know of course the players are everything. But you know having established that, 
and having everybody uh, buy into this thing and have the same approaches. And that's probably why he feels better because everybody's on the same page now. It's hard to do in just one season. That's exactly exactly right, and it's exactly what it looks like. Again, he's Mike Mart, Super Bowl champion head coach, 33rdteamcom He's got his piece out right now, Las Vegas Raiders 2023 season preview, McDaniels Garoppolo team up. Coach, thanks so much for your time. You guys do a great job there at 33rdteamcom and we appreciate you this afternoon. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There he goes, the engineer of the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Martz with us, Super Bowl champ, and just like to get their perspective, those guys at the 33rdteam.com, I think they do a fantastic job. Ari Mayrov is a part of that. He's a part of our show quite a bit. Uh, obviously, Coach Mike Martz. Also, how about Rich Gannon? I actually caught up with Rich Gannon on uh, on Friday night. We had a little bit of Raider broadcast uh, dinner. It was pretty cool to, to be around everybody, and Rich Gannon was there. Uh, talked to him for a little while. He he sat at one table. I was at another, but I was able to catch up with him. But he also spoke. Uh, uh, he's works for the 33team.com as well. He talked about head coach or head coach quarterback Aiden O'Connell. Here's that that piece right here. Let me talk a little bit about Aiden O'Connell because he's really the quarterback that stole the show today. He started the game and he played really well. And I like Aiden O'Connell a lot. He was a walk-on at Purdue. He had a fight and claw his way to the top of the depth chart. Eventually became a two-year starter. Did some really good things for the Boilermakers. And really got the attention of Raiders GM Dave Ziegler and Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels. He's got a lot of the qualities and the intangibles that you love at that position. Smart, productive, durable, tough, consistent. He's got great anticipation and accuracy. There you go. There's uh, Rich Gannon, 33rdteam.com, just talking about Aiden O'Connell. And as he said it, not his, his words, not mine, he stole the show on Sunday. So uh, there you go, the former Raider MVP right there talking about Aiden O'Connell. want to get your feedback. What did you see from the team without being over the top? How encouraged were you by the way that they played on Sunday, in particular on the defensive side of things? And what stood out to you the most about that quarterback, the performance of one Aiden O'Connell, 69187, keyword r If you want to call us, how about be calling number nine real quick? It's 702-365-9200. It's the Lotus Summer of Fun. We're going to get you qualified for four tickets to an Aviators game. And you're probably thinking right now, wait, Q, you haven't even told us where you're sending us on the big-time trip if we win. How about this? It's our last trip for the summer. It's a five-day Caribbean cruise from Miami, including airfare to Miami, or you could take $3,000 cash straight up. So you want to go to the, on a Caribbean cruise? We got you. You want $3,000 cash? We got you. The first step in this? you got to get qualified for four tickets to the Aviators game. Call number 9 at 702-365-9200. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Our players played with decent effort and competitiveness throughout. Um, I like that across the board. And I think that we had a number of guys that did some decent things, but I also know that there's, you know, enough guys that you know, they play, they all played enough plays to to be able to go in there and, and, and try to make some corrections tomorrow. So I wouldn't say anybody specifically stood out. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Coach McDaniels right there met with the media earlier today by way of Zoom. That was one of his answers. Only got to get to a couple of them because his Zoom froze and it was done. Done deal records. Wasn't able to get uh, any more questions in. And, you know, Ari, it was a shame because I was up next. <laughs> I was up next. They had unmuted me and everything. You know how we do in Zoom, right? Yes. They, they unmute you so you know you're up. So I'm already prepared. I'm about to ask the question. You know, I didn't want to be the guy that lagged. I didn't want to be the guy. The one thing that drives me crazy drives 
me crazy is the guy that knows that he's about to ask a question and it takes forever to spit that thing up. (laughs) Or, yeah, spit it out. It takes forever to spit it out. Or, two, they don't unmute themselves. Right? That's actually worse. We don't do a lot of Zoom anymore, thank goodness. But those are the two things that drive me crazy. It's like you know you're about to ask a question, so just do it. And it seems like sometimes it's like almost like they didn't know that they were going to get a question asked. It yeah. drives me crazy. Or but, they were going to ask. Like they're startled. Like, wait, what? Wait, right, wait, are we in the middle turn? of a Zoom and I'm in? <laughs> yeah, you just, they just unmuted you. So you know you're up. So anyway, so I was ready. Right? I wasn't going to be that guy. I wasn't going to have someone talk bad about me like I'm talking about them. Right? <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. And then all of a sudden, Coach McDaniels froze. Just pause. Stuck. And I was like, oh, man. And then I thought for a minute I had a second of panic. I thought it was on my end. Right? I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Don't tell me my computer is going faulty and I'm about to ask a question because then they had to been like, hey, Q. Hey, yo, Q. Hey, dog. Hey, man, you up next. <laughs> oh, man, Q. Q don't know how to use Zoom yet, so we're going to move on. But it wasn't me. <laughs> it was on their end. So I didn't get my question in, but that's okay. Nobody else did it either because there's only, like I said, a handful of questions that were actually asked. You'll actually hear a couple sound bites from Coach McDaniels coming up to start the next hour as we have cover three NFL news and notes today. We'll scatter shoot with some NFL news, but definitely want to get some sound in from Coach McDaniels, not only yesterday following the game, but also a couple of the sound bites that he had from earlier today. But uh, it's been a action-packed show so far. Uh, still got plenty to go as we still have an hour left to go. I want to give a big shout-out to Milheim. Milheim got uh, uh, registered for the four tickets to the Aviators game, which in the Lotus Summer of Fun gets you one step closer to the final trip. We've already had one winner come from this show. We might as well close things out with one more winner, right? Plus, I mean, I'm just saying. Plus one with an asterisk. Don't forget, comp. We take credit for that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Even that's true. The name we, escapes me right now, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, we, we definitely, because look, the Raiders played yesterday. It was aired live on Raider Nation Radio 920, and it was also aired live on comp so Boom. there you go so if, if there's Winners. a winner that comes by way of comp we'll take credit for that as well just don't tell them all right just keep that between us we ain't got to tell them i know that they might hear us because they're in their offices like right across from our studio Not they gone but oh yeah oh yeah it's almost four they're definitely gone never mind <laughs> lauren's here for for the point she's got a late show but uh i don't see anyone else Hello. no 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 you know there ain't nobody else there? no no man no sylvia be she be lying about an hour ago <laughs> She hit the corner. She was like, I'm gone. (laughs) Don't tell nobody else. Peace. But I'm gone. Right, exactly. So that happens, man. It happens. I'm not mad at them at all. But we do want to hear from you. 69187, keyword R&R, of course. Uh, That's the don'tbebroke.com text line. And also 702-365-9200. How encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, in particular the defensive side of things? And what stood out to you the most by the performance of one quarterback Aiden O'Connell definitely hit us with your feedback you'll get plenty of sounds from head coach Josh McDaniels we'll cover three do a little NFL news and notes talk about some guys that signed a contract including Zeke Elliott who now is going to be playing with the New England Patriots this is Radio Nation Radio 920 it's unnecessary roughness